Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You're listening to the Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio on WGR Sports Radio 550. Going to tuck it and fight his way. The surge pushing him down to the two and into the end zone for the touchdown. It was a pile driving touchdown run by Josh Allen from six yards out. Chris Brown on the call right there on the Buffalo Bills radio network. That run. Was from the six yards. He said six yards out, right? That's what Chris said. All right, six yards. So that's part of our red zone stats. Let's get to our red zone stats. They're brought to you by Tops Friendly Markets. Rush to the Tops Red Zone for winning savings. The Bills in the red zone. One for two, 50%. Chiefs, two for three, 67%. You want to get into the red zone more than twice. 50% isn't great, but you only got there twice. You want to get into the red zone more than twice. You're with the Bills. Generally a good red zone team. Two for three for the Kansas City Chiefs. 67% for them on the day. Those are your red zone stats brought to you by Tops Friendly Markets. Rush to the Tops Red Zone for winning savings. Hi, it's the Extra Point Show. Buffalo Victory Monday here on WGR and a Buffalo Football Monday. Presented by Catholic Health. Catholic Health, the right way to care. By Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com. And by Speed Global. Around the corner or around the world, Speed delivers. We got a lot going on today. We'll got a lot more of your phone calls coming. We can talk about the reaction to the Kansas City from the Kansas City Chiefs side. And of course, simply the win for the Buffalo Bills. And the reaction from the Bills side in the locker room. In case you're just tuning in, thanks. Good first hour. Welcome into the second hour here. We are live on the WGR Facebook page. Facebook.com slash WGR550. Hi. We can talk about the game itself in any capacity or even... The reaction from the Buffalo Bills after the game and talking about head coach Sean McDermott and player after player saying he has our back, we have his. 803-0550, the number to call. Let's waste no time. By the way, Taylor was there yesterday. You saw her on TV, right? Taylor Swift. Catherine Fitzgerald of the Buffalo News, she was standing in the hallway and she tweeted out some video she has of Taylor walking in just as the Bills were kind of leaving the hallway area to go in the tunnel down to the field for some pregame warm-ups and she was walking in. I didn't see her, unfortunately. I would have liked to have seen Taylor. Didn't see her. I was already on the field for that uh, while she was there. So, good job by Catherine to catch catch that, though. Let's go to Steph in Olean. What's up, Steph? What's up, Sal? Hey, buddy. I uh, just want to touch on two things here. Um, the play calling right before the two-minute warning. Um, yeah, we would have liked to have seen them run the ball, but I think that, that first play where they threw it 
to the sideline to Diggs. Yes. I think that was kind of a running play. Agreed with you, yes. They didn't they didn't expect him to drop it, and that, yeah. that should have been a sure play to get a yard or two and keep the clock running. Agreed. So I think they're plan yeah, like like you said, I think their planning there was to run the ball that way. Good point. Um now let's let's get into this this offensive offsides. Um I know you're really connected to the league and stuff and you know all that. Um is there any reason why they wouldn't or maybe they will now just blow every pre-snap offensive penalty dead so that teams don't have an excuse to whine and cry about it when it <laughs> turns out I, like this? I, I, don't, I, I don't think you'll do that, Steph. We had a caller call earlier and have the exact same question kind of that you and why they don't do that. And I guess it's just because it's not – it's not impacting the start of the play, really, right? I mean, you're going to let the play play out because you're also, if the defense makes a play, you want to give them an opportunity to be able to keep that play on the board, right? Because it's not something where he just started running free before the snap. He's just lined up wrong. So if that's the case, it's the same thing with an illegal formation. We don't stop the illegal formation, which is this kind of what it was, because you allow the defense still to make a play as well because you could be hurting them by blowing it dead. No, I I see that. I understand that point. But, I mean, either way you look at it, I mean, something can happen on a play that is going to be penalized anyway. Mm-hmm. And to avoid anything, just, I mean, if it's a pre-snap offensive penalty, just kill it. I mean, it just yeah. avoids all the controversy. Yeah, I wonder it, if we'll get some talk about that, Steph, to be honest with you. And uh, thanks. I'm not as connected to the league as you think, but I do go to the owners' meetings and I stay on top of that. So I appreciate your thought on that. But we'll see if they um, have something on the books and – you know, maybe this year because of this, maybe the Chiefs will propose it, right? That's what happens sometimes. You propose a rule because a rule wound up screwing you or something. I don't know. Billy in Toronto. What's up, Billy? Uh, how you doing, Sal? Good, bud. Yeah, Sal, I, I, I couldn't agree more, um, you know, with the crying coming out of Kansas City. It just goes to show you when you stop winning, um, you know, you, 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 Patrick Mahomes doesn't seem to be this saint all of a sudden. I thought it was pure Bush League what he did to, uh, did to Josh. But, um you know, I, I did mention to you last week about running the clock down a little bit more. And, and again, I've seen it happen this week. I mean, the, the Bills have got to get with two minutes left in the game and with Mahomes getting the ball back, in my estimation, it's either we score and you don't get the ball back or we don't score and you still don't get the ball back. I mean, you got to take it down to the last minute because we know what Mahomes has, um, you know, done to us over the years. But so I'll tell you, the one thing that I was really impressed with, and I was saying this when – when they completed that play on the offside. That play by Kansas City, you got to admit, that was pure genius. Oh, it's amazing. I, was to my, I mean, Josh Allen said it was, Josh Allen said it was one of the, well, I won't use the word. I won't get in trouble. He said it was an amazing play coming from Josh Allen, right? He was like, it's incredible. It was incredible. So it was a great play. It was a great heads up play by Kelsey. And I guess someone told me this. I don't know this for sure, Billy. Someone told me he has said on his podcast before that he wants to be in that situation to do that. He's a former quarterback. And he got a chance, and he did it, and good for him, but obviously didn't count. Yeah, well, and, and, and the thing is, too, I was saying to myself, I, I, you know, we looked like we had him stop, and I said, watch out, Bill. Watch out. Kansas City has something funky. They always do this. Yeah, but that, that wasn't a designed play, though, by the way, Billy. That was just Mahomes in the moment. Okay. Well, well, well anyway, just to take it, t- take it back to what, what – the one thing that I've always thought about football, and I don't know if you'll agree or disagree with me on this, we see it happen at the end of a game when a team's down, down you know, five or six points or, and, and they need a touchdown and it's desperation time and they, they start laddering the, the ball all over the play, place. Why don't they have set plays in the in the NFL where 
where you have these sort of like rugby style plays where you flip it just because it's not the last play of the game. You can lateral back and forth two, three, four, five times against a stifling defense and, and kind of control them that way. I'm not saying do it all the time, but set it up as one of your one of your your trick plays instead of the flipping it back to the quarterback. Lateral a bunch of times and take something out of out of the rugby game. Well, you could, you could, you could probably, you could probably see the danger in that, right? I would hope. I mean, you know, you, you, the more times you do that with people who are just running around and getting hit all over the place, you're gonna, you know, have a chance. And once the ball hits the ground, it's live. It's not a dead ball. It's a fumble, right? So, no, I disagree. I don't think you should do that regularly. Um, but by the way, teams do practice that. They do practice that play at the end of the game. You see it at training camp a lot. I mean, it's it's just it's hard to practice and replicate and all that because you know you're you're going against a live defense. But no, I, I don't. I mean, one one lateral, like a hook and lateral, yeah, it's worked in this league. But I, I wouldn't advocate doing that. You know, just back and back and keep lateraling back and forth. What are you gaining by that? There's more danger to me. The ball's going to hit the ground eventually. It's going to be a fumble. So, you know, I, I understand. By the way, the tush push play has put a lot of this rugby talk into our um, NFL vocabulary as of late. And the Bills had. I just played that um, that play by Josh Allen. What do they call that? Somebody said that's the snow, the snowplow, <coughs> the snowplow, not the tush push, right? We're having all those guys push Allen in the end zone. By the way, watch that play. I don't, but I don't love. I I wish the NFL would, and, and this would negate Josh's touchdown. He couldn't do it. I don't like the the pushing from behind play. I hey, it's on the rules, and let Philly do it because it's on the rules. I don't like it not because oh my god, that's not football. I just think it should be fall under the aiding the runner rule. Like, you're aiding the runner forward. So, that said, go watch that play. I think it's David Edwards. Who was it? Someone, I can't remember. Connor McGovern. I think it's McGovern, maybe. Spencer Brown. One of the offensive linemen, sorry. Um, As Josh is being pushed in the end zone, he went to grab Josh and pull him, but then he put his hands up like, no, 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 I'm not doing that, because you can't do that. That would have been a penalty. But pushing him in, and Josh, because he's so big, uh, he got over the goal line, and, and that was a obviously a um, a touchdown for the Bills. Ian in Rochester. Hi, Ian. You're on the Extra Point Show. Hey, Sal. I just wanted to uh, say, you know, I really hate that this has turned out this way because if uh, if they didn't react that way to that penalty, then it's just a penalty. We go on with our lives and we can really enjoy the, the good parts of the game. But because they chose to react that way, uh, I think Josh Allen's performance is, is not being – really highlighted like it should be. I mean, that run yeah. he had into the touchdown, that could be on Kyle Brandt's ang- angry run. Yeah. And then uh, when Josh Allen is backpedaling towards that sideline, side I mean, he's almost out of bounds. He's yeah. off balance, throws a 30-yard completion. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Ian. That was like kind of right in front of me. Like it was maybe about 15 yards from my vantage point right there I was standing. And I thought he was out of bounds. And then I realized he wasn't, right? Like, as he was going, I'm like, oh, no, are they going to they gonna say his foot touch? I couldn't believe he stayed in bounds and didn't keep – his heel didn't come down. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought it was out of bounds watching it live, too. I thought it was absolutely amazing. One of the, one of the best plays, you know, and that's that's just our quarterback. This is Josh Allen. And it's just a shame that those things are being, yep. uh, you know, kind of hidden. So. I got you, buddy. Yeah, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Shane in New Jersey. Hi, Shane. Hey, Sal. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Um, Big win yesterday, excited, kind of saved the season. Obviously, uh, I'm heading up next week for the Dallas game, so I'm excited. But All right, good for you, man. 
uh, as we're uh, as the season is going on, uh, do we ever get official updates on Daquan Jones and Matt Milano? I know there was talks about them potentially coming back, and now that the playoffs are looking more and more realistic, or Week 18 could really mean a lot. Do we know what their injuries are and their statuses? We hadn't had an official, like, what exactly the injury is to Milano, but we do know from what Sean McDermott said, it doesn't look like he'll be able to return this year. Daquan Jones, he said he does think he can return this year, or he used verbiage like that a couple weeks ago. So um, I have not seen – I know Matt's here in Western New York rehabbing, but I haven't seen him around the team, where I have seen Daquan around the team, and I wonder if he's – you know, I wonder at some point if they'll start opening his practice window because it is getting later. And Sean did indicate they do think they can still get Daquan back at some point, but probably not Matt. Thank you. You got it. 803-0550, the number to call here on WGR. What a game yesterday. I mean, it's just these two teams every single time they get together. So you're wondering probably about the Bills Going to Kansas City. Maybe you're not wondering. I don't know. But this has happened many times, right? The Bills go to Kansas City every year. Sal, why do the Bills go to the Chiefs every year? Well, it's because of a rotation. So here's how it works, okay? The NFL and the schedule, you play your division opponents, home and away each. And then one other conference division, AFC North, AFC South, AFC West. One other division, you play all teams from that division and you rotate. One year it's the South, then the North, then the West. Then the South, then the North, then the West. Then the South, and you get the point, right? And then every time you play them, every three years, you rotate which teams come home, come to your place, and you go there. So, as you rotate, all four teams in the AFC North, then the South, then the West, two will come to you. So let's say it's the AFC West, right, in this case. Kansas City... And um, Denver, the, the Chargers, that's where the Bills go. The next time they play them, it flips. Those two teams come to Buffalo, Bills go there. Okay, that's every three years. In between, you play one team from the other division you didn't play. So if you're playing all four from the AFC West, you play one team from the North and one team from the South, and that's determined by where you finish. And if you finish in the same spot, you play that team. And for two years in a row, you're going to go to one of them. So in two years in a row, you go to the AFC South, let's say. It's in your division. It's in your uh, spot where you finish. And then then two years after, the the AFC West team comes to you. It's really, folks, just kind of luck that the Bills matched up with the AFC West same place finisher. and, And on top of that, went to Kansas City in their normal rotation, which wound up three years in a row. Let's remember the Chiefs did come to Buffalo in the pandemic year. People forget about that. They were in Buffalo in 2020. And then the Bills went to Kansas City in 21, and in 22, and in 23. And that's based off one year because of the rotation, as normal, and two other years because the divisions matched up and the Bills went to the AFC West same-place finisher. Could have been anybody. Happened to be Kansas City because they both finished in first place. Okay. That cannot happen now for a while. Next year, next year, the Bills will play at home the team that finishes in the same place as them in the AFC West this year. As of right now, that's looking like Denver. Second place Bills, second place Denver. Denver comes to Buffalo. Kansas City would go to Miami because you're crossing over division. The Bills will not play Kansas City next year as of now. The only way they play them is in Buffalo, is if both teams obviously finish in the same spot. 
The year after that, I have to look. I believe it's um. I believe. Let me just. I got twenty twenty five here. Where's the rotation? Okay, in twenty twenty five, same thing. If the Bills and Chiefs match up in the spot next year, West comes to East. In twenty twenty six, the Chiefs are coming to Buffalo. So we know in twenty six they're coming for sure. And in the next two years, they could come to Buffalo if they both finish in the same spot. You could get, conceivably, three years in a row of the Chiefs coming to the Bills. The Bills will not go to Kansas City in 24, 25, or 26. Kansas City might come to Buffalo in 24 or 25. They definitely will in 26. So there you go. I hope that kind of clarified things, but it might have confused you more. I wrote about it. Go Google it. Uh, it's It's on our website. I wrote about it last year. Just write in, why do the Bills go to the Chiefs every year? I have an article. I explain it in word form, what I just explained to you. Bottom line is, next year's opponent's at home. Jags are coming. Titans are coming. Cardinals are coming. 49ers are coming. And then whoever finishes in the same spot as the Bills in the AFC West. And then the same thing the next year with different opponents and whoever finishes in the same spot as the AFC West. And then in 2026, two AFC West opponents come to Buffalo. That is Chiefs and Chargers. Let's go to Mark in West Seneca. Hi, Mark. Hey, Sal. How you doing? Good, thanks. Um, so I want to comment on both quarterbacks. And, you know, with, with Mahomes, I, I agree with everything that everyone's been saying, but I do want to put a little bit of balance. I, I listened to his entire press conference post-game yesterday. Yep. And there were two things that he absolutely said that no one has mentioned on this show. Number one, he was very clear. I have no idea who would have won the game. So, I think a previous caller had commented this, this assumption that Chiefs would have won the game if they had scored. Well, Holmes definitely said, I have no idea if he would have won the game. And secondly, he also, you know, and I, I do feel bad about the way he treated Allen on the field, but he did say in his post-game show, he said, look, that's Josh Allen on the other side of the field. Not only did that penalty take away from a moment from Chris Kelsey, it might have taken Travis. away a moment from Josh Allen coming down the field and getting a, a winning touchdown. He said mm-hmm. that. So, just a little bit of balance that Mahomes, I, I mostly agree that it wasn't a good day for him yesterday, but you know, it wasn't, he wasn't entirely bad. There were some things in there and maybe people should listen to his whole post game show before going crazy piling on him anyway. I got you. Well, I, I appreciate the perspective. I still think it was embarrassing behavior. Yep. Yep. I, I, I appreciate that though. And for him to recognize Josh in post game um, is great, you know, but it's, it's, it's not going to be the thing that's talked about because what he also did was basically, you know, whine about the the play, at a, a correct call. What gets me more than anything, this was not a mistake by the official. It's one thing to say, I can't believe it's a judgment call. It's not a judgment call. What gets me more than anything, though, Mark, is him and Andy Reid acknowledge it was a penalty, but yet they're telling you it shouldn't have been called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just providing a, a I got you, buddy. I got balance, you. But I, I but do I, appreciate but I, but I do agree. With Josh Allen, you know, we're – you know, speaking of balance, uh, you know, I think we're always kind of riding this balancing act with Josh between, you know, the, the brain fart plays and wanting Josh to be Josh. And I'm starting, you know, as I watch yesterday's game in particular, I'm, I'm wondering if maybe he's starting to find the right balance. And, you know, if it's, if it's first down, if it's second down, if you're playing an inept offense, if you're deep in your own territory, you can't do the stupid plays that he does way too many of. But you know what, Sal? If it's, if it's third down and you're playing the Chiefs and you're on their side of the field and, you know, you don't need punts. And, I, you know, the interception, it, it wasn't 
obviously the interception was not a good pass. But you know what? It became a scramble play. I'd rather Josh mm-hmm. force the ball and try anything than just throw it out of bounds, take a sec, and punt. And I think if he's, you know, and I was, you know, a, another media person thought the interception was horrendous and we could have flipped the field. It's like, what are we, what are we talking about here? Like, I want, in that situation, I want Josh to be Josh. And you know what? Yeah. It worked with Murray. It worked even yeah. if he passed to Kincaid. Yeah, if you're, if you're, if you're going to want those that plays. That made the difference on that field goal. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. If you, no, no, I'm sorry to interrupt you. If you're going to want those plays and accept them, you got to accept the other side, which is what you're saying. Yeah, there's there's a time and place for it. There's a time and place not for it. And if Josh can learn that balance, holy cow! Like yeah. he he could be he could be the best in the league. So um, that's all I wanted to say. He might be the best in the league already. Without you know with and it is the balance. So the, the balance is you're gonna you're gonna have the wild swings. That's the balance. He's gonna give you great plays and then you know throw one like oh my god why did he do that? But I, I'll take it as well. Steve is back with us. Who had the dad joke earlier and he dropped. Go ahead, Steve. I didn't do that on purpose because of your joke, I promise. Uh, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, just one to two things. Like, one, I want, you know, definitely liked um, the defense at the end, uh, especially McDermott's play calling, because when it came down to it, I was nervous. I'm like, oh, great, here we go again. Bills are going to drop another one. But um, well, I like McDermott's play calling. Uh, it worked. That was awesome. Um, one thing. Um, I saw Kansas City Chiefs fans were complaining that Von Miller was offside. He was not. Uh, the no, he wasn't because um, they showed. I saw a replay on um, Twitter or excuse me X, and he, Von Miller timed it perfectly. So I definitely got to give. Yeah, I, I talked about that earlier. Mitchell Schwartz actually. Mitchell Schwartz, who played for the Chiefs, pointed out that it was he was not offside. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. Um, have to give credit to the defense, you know, on that last series and McDermott on for the play calling. Gotcha, Steve. Thanks a lot. Thanks for calling back. Appreciate it. Let's go to Bob in Florida. Hi, Bob. Hey, Sal. Great show. Thanks for explaining that KC schedule um, conflict thing. We have a yeah, but you, you mentioned it. that uh, the Jags will be coming to us next year. Yep. Is it really, or are we going to London again? That's the question. Well, I don't know. That that's not determined for a while, right? But um. Yeah. Uh, next year, the next year they'll probably give more. I mean, the, the the NFC will be mostly the hosts of the international games. It doesn't mean the AFC can't, but because the NFC has more of the home games, has that extra home game next year, they'll be more of the hosts. So it could happen, of course. You never know. But yeah. it wouldn't be for the Jags' home game, of course, which they play every year because that'll be the Bills will be playing them here. It was a joke because our I think our home game was a lot. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. But, and, but honestly, thanks for explaining that because you got it. We were all wondering what's going on. But hey, on this um, Tony thing with his foot being over the line, the, the the Mahomes and Reed are a joke in that. At one fifty four, like not even thirty seconds prior to that, they had the same lineup with a different receiver in the same spot. He looked at the official to make sure they know what to do. Yeah, also, do. on the actual play where Tony was over the line, take a look at the right tackle. It looks like there's a tight end lined up. It's the yeah. right tackle line way in the back of the whole game. Yep. His, his helmet should be where? The center or the butt of the, of the center? And it's way back. That's an advantage that they didn't call all game. All on the same play. Agreed. Thank you for the show, and you're do a great show, guys. Thank Thanks. you. I appreciate that, Bob. He's right. I mean, you look at that, you could have called that too, but they generally let that go, and they didn't on that one, but... Man, I look at say what you will. You could be sitting there today going, "Yeah, I think the Chiefs have a point." That's fine. You want to think that? I'm just telling you, it's nice to be on the other side for once, right? It's nice to be on the other side 
uh, for once. And I'm, I'm, you take it and you run with it. And the Bills deserve credit for the way they played yesterday. They gutted out a win. It was not their best performance, but they got a win, and, and that was good to see. Let's go to Ryan in Buffalo. Hi, hi, Ryan. Sal, hey, how you doing? Three things. First off, I hope that thing went very well for you, and it was as easy as I told you. <laughs> it was great. Con- thank you. Concert. Yes, okay. thank you. Yes. Um, it's it's me from the concert. I love it. Second, we second saw each thing. other way at uh, Jonas Brothers. It, we did, and that was a great <laughs> show, by the way. It was. I loved it. My daughter had a kick. Um, second thing, why didn't the Bills just stick with the run to run more time off the clock, or is it, or was that decision probably because it would have given Casey a little too much time? So, Are you talking about at the end of the game, fourth quarter? At the end of the game, fourth Sha- quarter. Sean, Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott basically said he. He acknowledged we're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. They wanted seven points. I didn't agree with it. I I agree. I think of like you do, but he was of the mindset to be aggressive to try and get seven points and not leave them time just to get a field goal to tie it, which is actually ultimately what happened anyway. They also remember they did throw that as a as a caller pointed out earlier. The first play was a screen to Diggs, which should be like a run play and keep the clock running, and that kind of screwed everything up. But his philosophy was we need seven points here. Um, yeah, I get it too. And I guess another philosophy thinking would have been, and this is another thinking, okay, we, we score, we don't knock time off. They get time. They possibly score. Then that gives us more time to then score again, if in case they come back and score. I mean, I guess they could have looked at it that way. The third thing is Josh Allen's response to, uh, Mahomes' comment at the end of the game should have been, oh, you guys had a bad call? Hold my beer. <laughs> right. I mean, you know what? I give Josh a lot of credit. He knew, he knew Patrick was upset, and he looked at him, and he just tapped him on the chest and let him go his way. So that's, right, that's go Bill. Josh. Take yeah, care, you man. got it, Ryan. Thanks. That was a good, that was a, uh, good concert, Jonas Brothers. Went to that last week. All right. We're going to take a timeout. We'll come back. we still got about a half hour left. Got more of your phone calls on the way. Still got to get to sit up, stand down. Hey, buddy, a Buffalo Bills Football Monday, Buffalo Victory Monday here on WGR. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.